Thanks for listening to CarCast on Podcast One. Hi there, my name is Susie Schuster. And I'm Rich Eisen. We're teaming up once again in the studio with our new podcast, Not Just Sports, with Susie Schuster and Rich Eisen on Podcast One Sports. In case you're wondering what this show's about, sometimes we're not just sports. Right. Do you see what I'm saying? And that we actually like being in each other's we company. We do. Enough to work together and I think have so. three kids. That's why we haven't spent enough time together that we're sitting here at Podcast One. So we're sportscasters and we're parents, so we'll talk sports and maybe parental guidance will be suggested every now and then. I would hope so, because this is not an X-rated podcast. No, this that's is a correct. family-friendly podcast. It is exactly that. So we're just going to be hanging out, talking sports and other stuff. And I will try to educate you on all things in the NFL, because Thank of you. course, behind Every great man is a greater woman. That's correct. Join us every Wednesday exclusively on Podcast One. Subscribe today if you know is good for you on Apple Podcasts or at podcastone.com or download it on the new Podcast One app. Yeah, get it on. Got to get it on. No choice but to get it on. Mandate, get it on. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for telling a friend. We love that we're going into... What season are we in of uh, this show? Oh, we'll be going into season 10. Uh, really? Uh, something like that. I, I Yeah. I came in in June eight years ago. So eight and a half years ago. Eight and a half years ago. Can't be going ago. into season 10. Got to be yeah, going into we, season we, The way nine. we number these is... Uh, this is episode nine fifty two. We always start with the season and then the episode number. So, okay, yeah. So it's so coming around. It's gonna be ten something. Yeah. I don't. All right. Well, whatever it works. <laughs> God bless you. We've been doing this for uh, long enough. Some would say. Uh, no, thanks for the support. And uh, look, we love uh, hell. Uh, I took Matt over to uh, Seth McFarland's house yeah, for his uh, Christmas party. He was getting recognized yeah. by the guests at Seth McFarland's by house. By the only three car people in Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> he literally was getting stopped. He got stopped. Nice. Yeah. And, and wow. All of those people, by the way, very nice, reached out on social media, and they're like, thank you so much. We had a great chat. Love you guys. Yeah, so it's nice, and we love that yeah. uh, you guys support, and uh, you know, we ask that you just share it with uh, someone who's into cars or uh, just into life, because uh, we like to philosophize a little bit here. All right, so uh, we got a couple of guests. We'll bring them in in a couple of few. Todd mm-hmm. Deacon and Paul Schmucker coming in. They're from a TV show and a podcast. Everyday Driver, season two, is uh, going to hit uh, Velocity. January 6th, and I uh, look forward to that because uh, I love all things cars. <laughs> One of my favorite things is I just sit around and watch car shows. Yeah. That's all I do. Speaking of that, I just watched the first episode of The Grand Tour. I did too. And I assumed you did, and I just wanted to get your thoughts on it as well. Just kind of check in, see what you think of the uh, f- first episode. Well, I a uh, couple things. Well, for the show looks amazing, yeah, and the chemistry is great with the boys, and it is the benchmark for all car shows. Um, it's uh, the Rolls Royce of car shows, and look, it's I'm not <coughs> sorry. I just <laughs> dropped a bottle opener. Um, you have to have that kind of budget. You can't fake that kind of show. I mean, you just either have the budget for it or you don't. You right. can't do what they do on Jay Leno's Garage 
budget, you know. Right. And I like they have Jay Leno's garage. Unlimited it's access just, it's to anything in the world. Unlimited everything. Um, there's a couple things. They crashed the electric car at the end. Yes. And they never explained why they crashed the electric car at the end. And they, one of the biggest. Mis- we knew they crashed it going into this because it was all in the news before before this right, aired. Right. You know, Social stuff. media and whatnot. Mm-hmm. What I couldn't figure out, and it and it's something I, I am kind of bothered by, and I don't know, maybe maybe Max Apata can figure it out on the internet. The worst thing you can ever do in broadcasting TV or radio is be confusing. And they had the in-car footage, and they showed Richard Hammond. It was a hill climb. So yeah. It was a mile, mile point nine or something, or point oh nine or something. Anyway, it was a mile-long hill climb through beautiful Bavarian hillside or whatever yeah. it was. It looked amazing. Yeah, it looked, it looked like, like a great, great event. event. It looked yeah. like a fun event. I didn't even know about that event. I didn't either. <laughs> no, we should like put we it on our, there. <laughs> our bucket list. And it was great. And they showed him a lot of intrigue. <coughs> Sorry. Actually getting a cold. See if he was going to break the hill climb record. And the car had like 1,200 horsepower, even though it was electric and blah, blah, blah. And then they showed him go across the finish line. Yeah. And then when he went across the finish line, which was very clearly marked with a big banner that said finish, he then proceeded to accelerate and hit uh, a right and a, and, and, and not be, and be carrying way too much speed. So, <clears throat> yeah, that's whoever, what it really looked like. Whoever worked out the race said, we'll, we'll put the finish line at the middle <clears throat> or three-quarter mark of a long uphill straightaway. And then you know, it's the same thing at, uh, I did at Goodwood. It's like you go blasting past the finish line. And then once you go past the finish line, you shut it down because if you stay on it, you're just gonna go off the end of the. Yeah, you're gonna run out of. You run road. out of track. Yeah. It's the finish. Yeah. It's called. I get, I get your 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 hammer down through the finish line. Through the finish line. Yeah. But the second, I mean, whether yeah. you're driving a car or running a hundred yard dash, like the second you cross the line, you don't need to sprint for another fifteen yards. Like it's it's weird, you <laughs> <Right>. know. Even <laughs> right. uh, there's cocktails at the Usain end. Bolt's like start <laughs> slowing down like the last yeah. uh, half couple of yards, you know. So he in this footage he. Goes cross the finish line and he ne- he stays on it. Or There's he- a YouTube video <clears throat> of the crash. Chris. He get he gets off it. It looks like it looks like he goes past the finish line, lifts a little bit, and then goes right back on it. And when he goes on it, now it's like a you don't really know this part of the track that yeah. well, and then b this isn't really part of the track. This is the kind of s- coast. Like, everyone's slowing down here. Yeah, and it starts to turn up on the top. It starts to turn, and and so you're hitting it with velocity. Now, (laughs) you then carry way too much speed into the first right hand, which is a little bit of a kink, and then you overcorrect into the left, and then you just burst right through the guardrail and off the track. Now, I'm watching this, and I'm thinking, okay, so when we get back to studio, we're going to find out. Was there something wrong with the car? Why did the car... It's an electric car. It's an experimental all-electric car. So I'm waiting for the news where he goes, I lifted and the car just kept going. Yeah. Yeah, because the YouTube video and the news, the press release and stuff or whatever, the news that came out about this came out 
couple of months before the debut of this episode. So we knew he was okay. So now we're just shit in the car. Like, we already heard that he's okay. The show's going forward. They're filming more episodes. And I like those guys, and I'm glad. What I wanted is when we got back to the studio, one guy was supposed to say to the other guy, why did you keep accelerating when you went past the thing? What, What happened? And then he would say, A... I just freaked out and just froze. I, I didn't see the or, end. Like or, I, I was... or or B, the car just kept going. It's an electric car. It's experimental. I lifted and it just took off. Right. But instead, they just went. You're okay. Yeah, you're all right. All but right. They didn't even ask him if he was okay. Right, they, they, started, they, they started moving on. They just others. moved on. And if you watch the footage, well, I'll show it mainly just to uh, Max Apata. He's going up the hill. He's looking a little bit concerned. Going. He goes right past the finish line. And then it continues to what looks like accelerate. Once you cross the finish line, why not lift and start to apply the brake a little bit? I, he, I don't know. I'm just guessing he <clears throat> he got distracted. Something happened. No, he got distracted. For I don't a think second, so. I think he went past the finish line. It couldn't have been more clearly marked. And they did a bunch of practices. Yeah, you know. Listen, from a guy, a, a KG veteran of of one hill climb, <laughs> yeah, with a with a with well, a you did w- drive it like three times with a, a veteran <laughs> like myself of one hill climb, <laughs> yeah, a journeyman hill climber climber <laughs> like me with with a with a Adam hill climb Corolla <laughs> w- with a with a record of one hill climb under yeah. my belt. Yeah, what's your uh, what's your professional? Not take? a lot of confusion when you go past that start. Not start finish finish line like not much confusion big old banner one lane highway no, you I- and and in practice you know exactly like the first time up you may not know where it is but the third time up like that's the finish and then do you think he was going to do like a bit like oh I'm just going to keep going and it'll be like Hammond's getting away might or, oh, hey, or here's, or the, here's or the my producers thought. Here's yelling in his ear when I was watching it here was my thought yeah. My thought was, it's an experimental all-electric supercar. They don't necessarily react the same as conventional combustion engines, brakes, and the kind of stuff that we're used to. Downshift, start putting the brake in. You, You know, like it's not a regular car. It's got a kind of weird golf cart thing or something going to it. The only thing I could think of... Is they destroyed a million-dollar car, burnt to the ground, yeah, and that there was some explanation. Look, drivers never get out of a car and go, that was 1,000% my fault. They get out of the car and they go, I lifted and it didn't slow down. Or right. I put the brake on and the brake never came in. Or like, you, you know, you, you don't go... I'm really bad at driving. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm not responsible and that was totally stupid. Yeah. Like, they... they He's a guy's experienced driving a car. Yeah. Why, on an unknown hill climb, would you con- continue accelerating as you pass the start-finish line? And the only thing I could, as I was watching, yeah. and the reason they made no mention of it and didn't discuss it and didn't, like, go, what the hell were you doing? Like, you got to back off, you know? Like, wh- what were you thinking? Of course you're going to go off the road if you just keep accelerating into the next turn. <clears throat> Here's my only thought. 
Uh, they ruined this million dollar car or $1.2 million car, whatever it is. Yes. Obviously bringing it home burnt like a briquette on a flatbed is not what the guys who built the million dollar cars wanted. I think there was some sort of discrepancy about did the car shut off when you lift it off or did it keep going or did the brakes malfunction or did the accelerator malfunction or whatever it is. And the guys who gave them the car when if you go on your show and say something was defective yeah. and the throttle stuck or whatever, we'll sue your ass for the price of this car. Like, you right. can't That's prove it. Yeah. We want your thing. So here's the thing. Um, we'll take our burnt to crisp car back. We'll chalk it up to experience. The production won't have to owe us $1.2 million. But in return... You cannot go on your show. Yeah, We're trying work. to launch a car. You can't go up there and go, I crossed the finish. I lifted. The car slowed down. Then it just started accelerating on its own. Because they didn't even touch on it. They didn't, they didn't, even, they didn't even be it. like, what ham- What happened? And he was like, I don't know. Like They didn't even. They completely blew over the whole thing. I think it even might have been a weird editing trick. Because you, you, uh, you see the background, like the scenery behind me. And it just starts blurring a little bit more right after. So Well, they're obviously known for their crazy effects. And I'm sure they added this sound and the whatever and all that stuff to it but i i noticed that if i recall this correctly earlier in the show he talked he was driving the car and he said i've got it set up in this mode now that when i let off the gas it it regenerates with the brakes extra and i think when you're in a a track mode or something when you let off the gas at the very end of the finish line there's probably zero engine braking and he's flying like a bat out of hell and then he's like Oh my God! For a split second or so, I need to really get on the brake. It's and a good turn. theory. He he was <laughs> he was used to driving it around the streets with the regenerative regenerative regenerating <laughs> brakes, which slow your car as soon as you let yeah. off. And, and he if said he specifically turned that on. And you take that off, then you're not going to have the braking. And maybe that's it, but it still felt like he was accelerating. Yeah, or, or I mean, and again, Chris, the sound sounded like he was accelerating. Yeah. And in the video, because it's very short, and that's just a YouTube clip, it could have just been he was doing a hundred something and no engine braking at all. Just <laughs> nothing. And he yeah. just kept going. I, don't know, full I, think, blast. I think there might have been some stuff done in post to make it, I don't know, maybe a little more dramatic. I mean, as as an editor of a guy who did a hill climb once. <laughs> yeah, one. I've, yeah, I've, uh, okay. I've done some stuff. All right, I got you. <laughs> well, the car went blasting off the side of the... Well, let's watch it one more time. The car went yeah. blasting off the side, and they never really mentioned why. So anyway, always great. Glad the guys are back on. Show looks amazing. And uh, it's the industry standard. But, yes, I would be seem very weird to me that there was no what happened discussion. Yeah. Because you want to know what, what happened. Yeah. And then I want to ask you, what do you think of the new version of uh, whatever, big car and a little star, big, big star and a little car or whatever? Okay. The half-paved road. He's going up the hill. He's pulling. Not going that insanely fast just because a big finish line goes across there's a stripe of stuff um it's really kind of hard to tell but it, it whatever is it is it, it looks like there was no lifting at all but it, 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 you need to, you're going up a hill they said the time to beat was like 54 seconds and it was like a mile long so mile a minute and these guys were doing like what he did it in like one fourteen. Yeah. So that ain't 
It's not going 100 miles an hour, like, past there. Like, probably not. I, I don't know how fast, yeah. but if you lift and start braking, we should be fine. I, I, well, everybody else lifted, <laughs> and, and, and everybody else who did the hill climb is fine, so, so I, don't, uh, I don't really know. I, I don't know. Maybe there's some scuttlebutt on the internet. I don't know. Maybe you can find out. Yeah. Or just wait six more months and see what sort of lawsuit comes out of it. It's interesting. After, after, the, after the season, like, errors and... and yeah. But anyway, know. good show, and... Uh, enjoyed it and uh, as far as the star and the reasonably priced car and they're now having the race in the jag first uh, of all i love the jag so that's nice yeah love and those guys it struck me it was kind of interesting half the road was on a gravel road which is intentional because we just said they have unlimited budget <laughs> you said you can't get out there with with some asphalt i think as i was watching it i thought oh it's kind of interesting what it's doing ultimately is keeping the speed down so yeah you can get in a ford escort with 91 horsepower and go balls to the wall with a top speed of 62 miles an hour but if you get in a v8 jag and you put them on asphalt and it's dry this guy's gonna be hauling ass yeah and somebody could get hurt so if you take the star and put them in the v8 with the horsepower, but you make the middle part and sort of half the track on rocks, on gravel, it takes your speed and just brings it way down. So there's like yeah. the first part. So you're, But also gives them a little bit of dramatic drift oh yeah, it's and, fun. And no, sliding it, it, around. It's, and it, I think it serves two masters. I think you start from a standstill, and you can only get going so fast before you hit the gravel. Like they're going... 35 or 40 miles an hour, whatever yeah. it is, when you hit the gravel. Then when you hit the gravel, you have to kind of feather it around because obviously you can't just plow your foot yeah. in it and just come around. And then when you come off the gravel, it's like a tight turn immediately. So you're like way down and then you have to accelerate and then it's over. So yeah. what it does is it takes the average speed and just keeps it under 60, which is great because you don't want to get the celebrities killed. I don't, I don't remember if that was the all-wheel drive F-type or not. I'm going to go with no, but just based on what I was seeing. But it struck me they're doing a new thing where it's like Brit versus United States, you know, game show host, the crooner, whatever it well, is. Well, they're trying to get two people from the same profession. Both were right. – that, that first episode was both were uh, uh, right. competition judges or whatever. And they're going to get like two, I don't know, boxers or Olympic swimmers or, or whatever. Right. Which is all good – Except for if you're David Hasselhoff and you're from the United States, you don't drive a right-hand drive car. Right. And that's kind of a disadvantage. Like if someone just throws you in a car and goes, we're going to time you on this course. Now, if it's clutch and shifting and everything, it's a disaster. Yeah, that's that's not. If it's just steering and you get a couple practice laps, it's better. But it's a market advantage for so, the person's used to driving so you think to make right it an hand. apples to apples comparison there should be two f types a left hand and a right hand drive and then you you pick if you are in fact doing this thing and you may get you are going to get celebrities from the united states and you're going to put them on a racetrack and yeah. tell them to take a, a pretty sophisticated high horsepower car around that racetrack and you just put them in right hand drive and they're going against a guy in England who grew up driving right-hand drive yeah, and, yeah. and drove drove a right-hand drive car to the track. 
I'd say that's a bit of an advantage. Like right. I don't know, I, I, I don't I know if it's so. ten seconds, but it's a it, it's a little something. Yeah, wouldn't you say? I, I look, we we went to Goodwood and we you know we drove the van around, but still driving the van right hand drive is it's it's still a little awkward. It's a little awkward. It's a little uncomfortable. You just you know you're just yeah. yeah it's it's not, gonna be it's gonna be a disadvantage to you know to me. <laughs> Thank you for very slowly agreeing with what I said. It took a long time, but eventually he agreed. So I was also watching both this. those guys suck. I was watching this. <laughs> the thing, Hoff can't drive. And I was going. <laughs> right hand or left hand, he can't drive. I was, I was watching the thing just kind of going, well, this is fun, but it's not apples to apples because the Hoff is driving a right hand drive car. Yeah. That, is, that is, look, in a, in a, competition where the winner's going to do it in a minute 21 and the loser's going to do it in a minute 24, I'd say you could shave three seconds off most anyone's time if you put them in the wrong side drive car, right? So the Hoff needs a second chance. The Hoff needs a second chance, man. (laughs) Uh, All right. Slowly get our guests uh, ready. And I'll tell you guys about Simply Safe. Ah, You want to get a good night's sleep? There you go. How about you get simply safe? You do what I did. Do what Dawson did. You do what uh, Mike August did. You did what, uh, forget about those guys. Mark Gerges did it. He's a genius, man. <laughs> simply safe. Two eyes in there. He's a rich, evil genius. Simply safe. Complete security arsenal with motion sensors, glass break sensors, high definition security camera. Everything you need to keep your family safe. You order it online, it takes just a couple of minutes. In a few days, it'll be on your doorstep. Just open the box, plug it in. You'll have it up and running. 24-7 protection. No hard wiring. No hidden fees. No long-term contracts. Go to simplysafe.com slash Adam3. That's uh, spell the word three. Go to simplysafe. Two eyes in there. Simplysafe.com slash Adam3. So we know you heard it here. You guys are great. So support our um, sponsors these guys are great and get the 10 percent off and get going it's 2018 people come on now todd and paul hello sir how good are to you? See you guys thanks, thanks for coming in hey. thanks for having us yeah appreciate it good to see you guys uh the show everyday driver season two premieres saturday january 6th on velocity mm-hmm. also the podcast everyday driver new episodes every tuesday and friday on podcast one congratulations thank guys you. thank you thank you we're excited uh all right so let's talk uh i don't know why somebody asked me yesterday and said what is your dream car and i always i, I don't want to cop out with like a ferrari gto it's 50 million dollars you know yeah. i understand i said sure i said bmw m1 pro car yeah i love that car. Ooh, that's not bad Ooh. yeah, yeah not like bad that. but let's say all right todd wait a minute yes, which sir. one's todd yeah todd, todd. and uh, paul sorry <laughs> if you're todd yep. raise your hand <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be paul deacon and uh, paul schmucker sorry uh yeah i appreciate you guys sitting in the right order <laughs> we try to find it's all good too up, many yeah. podcasts to do todd what what do you like well actually i just bought the summer i bought an 06 lotus elise which is a car i've wanted to own forever yeah so i'm thrilled How do you to actually fit in own it? that car isn't that funny yeah you're a lot of that, guy for that that's, car. that's what's hysterical actually cars and coffee are really interesting for me now because i climb out of the car it's like a praying mantis trick me getting out of the car and, and people will stop and go <laughs> how did you do that yeah so it's it is at some point if i have back trouble the car has to go 
because it's the getting in and out that's really difficult. And then once you're in, I don't know if you've been in one, but once you're in, there's actually great. But yeah. the in and out, it's a, it's yeah. a process. It's, it's, it's very possible that's the car that's going to cause the back trouble. It may be. It may, <laughs> so it might then be. So you're going to be limited on yeah, that's a, how well that's you own a, it for. Yeah, that's a really neat little go-kart kind of car that I guess people are doing a lot of upgrades to, mm-hmm. slapping on superchargers yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. So it's, you can... Build sure. that thing to be why, full why of the Elise over like an Avora or supercharged Avora budget? Okay, there you go. <laughs> That's the Avora. truth. Right. I, I Actually, the four hundred's great. The the original Avora is yeah. good. The four hundred yeah. is a nice improvement. I'd love to own one. They just haven't come down enough yet. I yeah. feel like the Avora kind of suffered the same problems that the NSX did early on and maybe even now where people went like how much mm-hmm. oh i'll get a 911 then Absolutely. if it's gonna be that much you yeah, know, like it's, it's i like hard. the idea of it mm-hmm. but not not with a toyota engine i'll get the 911 for I, that another kind of car that just reeked of that was the shelby series one oh, yeah. when that came yeah, out sure. it had like yeah. a cool design and a carbon fiber body mm-hmm. but it had like this I don't know, like this Aurora engine, like this mm-hmm. Buick or something yeah, engine yeah. in it. And and then they came out with an upgrade. And like it's got a supercharger and the big brakes and it's all in one package. It only costs 27000 extra dollars on top of the hey, 130 yeah. you have already paid. And like Bargain. And that package makes it stop better and go faster and all the things it was supposed to do in the first place. Originally, yeah. Yeah. And so that car now is a car that shows up. At like a Barrett-Jackson or a Meekum, and there's not a lot of them. And it's another one of these cars. We've had this discussion before about how cars become collectible now because they were huge failures before. Yeah, and, and so there were well, so few I mean, of them. There you go. <laughs> Tuckers are going for. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and even things like weirdo cars like Vectors and yeah. stuff are now mm-hmm. all going. And the Tucker's on my list of that. like most desirable <laughs> cars because it just – you know, the movie was cool when it came out, and I was a kid, and I watched it, and I was like, I love this guy. He's making his own car. And it's I, an oddball car, yeah. too. People yeah. love it, but it, it's it, it's like 19 feet long. Like, yeah. I don't know if you could tool around <laughs> in that thing. Hey, yeah. uh, so, Paul, what do you what do you got? You don't have to own it. It could be a dream car. No, it's funny because, you know, we're both in a position where we kind of own the cars we want. And we actually got recently asked a question about what was the car that changed your driving style or influenced your driving and for us, for well, at least for me, it was a mid-engine car. So I've got a Porsche Cayman GTS mm-hmm. from 2015, mm-hmm. yeah. which I love. But I'll, I'll go higher. I, I love the 918 Spider. I, I admit to swimming around in the pool of Porsche. I admit to being that guy. So You're one of those. I, mm-hmm. I am. He is, I, for sure. I, I'm, I'm definitely there. But, uh, you know, something something hot, even Mid-engine. though it's been superseded yeah. by other 911s on the ring and you know all kinds of stuff. But, where, uh, where does something the, mid-engine. Where's the 718 land? Am I making that up? No, like that's, the one new, up the that's the that's new, new Cayman. Cayman Boxster is designated Cayman as that. Yeah. 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 Is that a good – well, it's got to be a good car. Yeah, yeah it's, it's great. Is. It's a good car. It's the debate is, of course, the engine note because we're back at turboed four-cylinder engines. That's the big difference So that's now. the huge debate yeah. now. Oh, is that a turbo four? Yeah. It is. Yeah. 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 They I went from know. the sixes – but yeah. they have this inner lineage. Forest. They have it as part of their history. So I get it. It's, they're not wrong. 914. Exactly. And the original 718. So, I mean, we're not wrong there. I mean, but what you've, oh, what the you've original gained. 718. Yeah. What year is original 7? Oh, gosh. 60s. Fifth, late 50s, yeah. 60s. Yeah. Yeah. Something yeah like that. I get I, it. I, I think the they back. also needed some, some more technical separation between the 911s and the 9. And, and the that's, I'm sure, was part of the discussion. Is. It's because people kept saying yeah. to like, the Cayman is better, and they specifically hold down horsepower so mm-hmm. it doesn't mm-hmm. beat the 911. And so now they're yeah. saying, you know what, now it's four-cylinder and six-cylinder. So, True. You know, 
true. More Stop delineation my between it. Yeah. things. And, and, and the great it. thing about it is you've gained a lot of more torque earlier. You know, that sure. was a thing that yeah. a lot of people, you don't want to rev it out to the top to find the torque. But come on, it's that great flat six. Why wouldn't you do that? Yeah. yeah. So that, but, but you did gain a lot more kind of usable, normal traffic driving torque. But then you lost that flat six classic Porsche sound. And I'm not even the Porsche guy of the two of us. But, but that's, that's the big debate. It's funny because everybody asks us that all the time, and then we think, okay, what's the budget? What are we talking? But just one car? That's so hard. It is. Yeah. yeah people ask me all the time, like, what's, what's your favorite car? And I'm like, give me three budget ranges. Yeah, and yeah then you have I'll, to give them yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Give me three budget ranges, and I'll start coming up with some numbers. Mm-hmm. You know? For sure. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We got to go under 50 grand or under 30 grand, under 50 grand, under 100 grand, or and then you get the unlimited. And the madness, yeah. The podcast yeah, is yeah. three hours long <laughs> instead of one hour. <laughs> you know, I was trying right. – yeah, so here's a funny thing. So, uh, Chris Maxipata, good luck in your internet search for this. <laughs> he just looks bad. And, and Todd and Paul, you may be of some help. I'm not sure Matt will be on this one. Oh, I was, right. uh, I'm out. Uh-oh. I was out. Well, you, look, no one's saying you can't try to make the team, but prepare <laughs> right. to be cut. All right. Okay. That's all I'm saying. It's will be like high school again. Right. Okay. I'm walking my dog. Somebody said they're doing some internet thing or something. Favorite car. And I just went BMW M1 Pro Car because I just love those cars. I love the way they look. Ooh. I love their livery. I love their stance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're just sure. they're great. Yeah. Mid-engine, yeah. naturally aspirated, just winding them up, you know. And uh, then I got home, <clears throat> and I was looking at a email. This will probably help. You can talk to uh, Matt Fondelier about this. I got an email from like Classic Car Magazine or it wasn't an auction. It was like Classic whatever, you know, whatever I get. They just yeah, send me junk, all, all the stuff, right? <laughs> and I skimmed down and I saw a car that is my all-time favorite that we never discuss almost ever. And I don't know okay. if we ever discussed it. It was a car that was it's a mid later 60s i saw it at uh pebble beach one year when they had the thing out on they moved it out on the tarmac when they moved the italiano concourse out to the tarmac and oh, everyone yeah. got pissed yeah, yeah. off instead of moving it to a golf it was on a golf course <laughs> yeah. one year they had it out on a tarmac and everyone hated it because it was like hot and flat and everything your but cheese and wine get warmer there's a car <laughs> that it was built like 64, 65. It's like Bizzarini something, mid-engine, kind of has a platform like a Ferrari uh, 250 LM, but it's Targa-E, and it has glass in the back. And I hmm. can't think of the name. It's super rare, super – it's got a – I think it's a v, I think it's a V12 or V8. There's like a hmm. Bizzarini. I think it's Bizzarini or Bizzarini. Sorry, everyone. It's pissed off. Say it from the heart, right? Pizzarini. Yeah, yeah no, we're still... Uh, <laughs> you make it sound delicious. <laughs> Scroll yeah, with your images. Was your version is covered in mozzarella. No, it's not alpha. It wasn't? It's, oh, it's a, I know what you're talking about. It's like a Pizzarini, but I, it, it looks like the ones we're looking at, but it's not Because the Pizzarini whole concept was Italian-style American power, you know, that e- kind of thinking. Yes, which I always like. With the caveat, and here's the caveat. Uh, you just got to go find my email. That's that's it. Like you scroll down. It's blue, by the way, Chris. Sorry. It's but, bad and Because and you think it's in an email. I might have gotten it. You may have gotten it, too. All right. The, the Bizzarini is great when they go with the 327 Corvette motor, but only if they have the cross-flow 
Weber induction mm. and not the four okay. barrel because I need a little European flavor. Okay, sure. On sure, the sure. engine, and the reason the uh, fifty three hundred Strata or whatever, where that car works, is because the the Corvette had cast valve covers with like fins on it, not stamped, crappy stamped sheet metal ones. <laughs> right, and then they went with the four side draft or cross flow Weber's yeah. on there and it gave the engine even though it was an American engine like a real European sure, flair sure, to yeah, it yeah. and that's what worked if that huh. thing is just small block Chevy with stamped valve covers <laughs> and a four barrel holly nobody has to know <laughs> not oh you gotta pop though it all right Chris have fun looking <laughs> I'm not I'm not in my email <laughs> what is this it's not damn- the Strata is it no I just said the Strata oh sorry I'm, that's I'm, all right I'm it's a <clears throat> Just ask, ask Matt Fondelier to find it. Then I'm going to go nuts. Huh? Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, well, to it'll it. be from like Classic Car or whatever vintage motorsport you know, magazine or whatever. That'll be It'll be number, one of the emails that, be, that you don't care about. It'll be one of the emails you don't masturbate to. Right. <laughs> <Blood. laughs> one of the few you throw in a hopper. And if you click on it and you scoot down, it's like the first image or second image on there. And i got to find out the name of this car because driving me nuts yeah. now. Yeah. And you don't know it. I don't. I don't. I don't know it. It's, and I, but it's I thought in, I saw the email. I thought <clears throat> Classic Motorsport magazine, but if, I could be wrong. If and, you look, also if you look through like a Lamborghini book, and they're talking about Bizzarini and bu- engine building and the stuff he was doing, and then he went, I don't know, from Ferrari to Lamborghini or something. They'll show this car in there somewhere. It's kind of like. Another really cool version of it is the first Lamborghini 350 had, like, closed headlights yeah. and, like, a cooler sort of auto show version. And that's a really slick Euro-looking mm-hmm. looking nice. car. All right. Uh, so uh, the we got the uh, we got the mid-engine. We got the front engine. Wait, the Lotus is front both engine. Mid. You're both going for both kind of the small, yeah. lightweight. Yeah. That's, that's your... I like little stuff. I like stuff that doesn't Small, lightweight, rear mid. In spite of being a mid. huge guy, I like stuff that's little. No, that, I got, so no we had this discussion, the big guys and the little cars. Like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, what, what's Pendulette rolling in these days? Like a Leaf or a Mini Cooper or something? <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> he had a Mini, he had a, a mini Cooper non-S, just a okay. Mini Cooper. He just, so I like, don't know. Did he just Magnum PI his head right off the, the top or what? Yeah. buying process behind that car? What was uh, the decision he has tree a process. He told me... Uh, two things. One is I owned that car in the S version. So uh, as I explained to everyone at the man show, not gay. It's the S version. <laughs> I didn't explain to those idiots what a supercharger was. Yeah. But inside the car, ton of room. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there is. of room inside the car. So Pendulette would fit just fine. Later, he went full plug-in, and I think it, and he just went uh, leaf. A- leaf. That's, oh, okay. uh, that's what he went Leaf. With. That's embarrassing. I mean, there's other cars you can choose. You know, we, we could well, go other not places. Well, there's like a Leaf S. You know? <laughs> True. Yes. Well, but they did. But <laughs> the new Leaf, though, they just yeah. showed the Nismo version. Yeah. And I'm oh, trying really? to figure out why that matters because it's not actually a performance upgrade. Apparently, it's going to be a Japanese market car, and the Nismo brand is one of those brands you buy just to show off you have the Nismo version. But the Leaf is essentially just paint. The, so it's like the Eddie the Bauer edition? Exactly. It's like, exactly. It's like yeah. the Eddie Bauer version of the Leaf, but it's yeah. now the Nismo supposedly <laughs> performance-upgraded Leaf. But by the way, it's just badging. It's just badging. It's going to have the sells. red stripe. You what do you it. guys yeah. know about plug-in electric? What's coming? What a guy like me who would like to get an electric car, 
but wants to drive something pretty you know, decent. I mean, they brought the first generation Volt over here. Mm-hmm. They brought the first yeah. generation Leaf over here. I talked to BMW about the i8 with the 16 mile range on the plug in. Like, I just want something that's <laughs> yeah. like pretty decent, and- but I can get to work and back four or five times before I have to plug it have, in again. Have you driven the Bolt yet? The Chevy Bolt? No, not no. I've not driven the Chevy Bolt. I mean, look, it's it's not. We, we actually just got one as a press car. We have for the next few days. But it's not attractive. It's not a car. This is the problem with the Bolt versus the three. I'm listening. Because the three is this sexy looking car. We're like, <laughs> yeah, oh, it is. did you notice? There's a, we saw it's one yesterday. The iPhone. Oh, look, there's the three. Yeah, yeah. you just iPhone. want it. But the Bolt looks like a variation on the Honda Fit. No, it looks usable. Right, right. right. But here's the thing: <clears throat> it just works. You want yeah. a car with a lot of mileage? Yeah, here we go. We've got it on screen. Look at it. Yeah. it has. I mean. That's that's a perfectly fine, average-looking car. I feel like it's you a get a pass with an electric. Yeah, but here's the thing. Having an electric car is like having a special needs kid. Like, is there anyone really going to make fun of him? He's wearing a helmet. <laughs> you're yeah, carrying I'm, him around. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, who's going to come in and go, this car looks like shit, man. Yeah, it's like, it's an electric car. Yeah. Come on. Everybody says it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. And the reason why it's, it's, it's limited on its interior like it doesn't have all the fancy stuff and all the nice materials is because they need to put that money into that drivetrain well yes and, and still make it affordable what is right? the what's the range about 200 miles 200 to 230 depending upon how you're driving and can you plug it into 110 and get it overnight no you've got to get the heavy duty you got to get the heavy yeah. duty and with the heavy duty, how long does it take to charge? It's like an overnight. It's like a ten or ten. Or it, so it's a while, but I actually I got in an Uber in Orange County. Flew into Orange County, grabbed an Uber, and the guy picked me up in a Bolt, and he said he gets three hundred and twenty miles driving around all day long. Wow! Plugs it in overnight. <clears throat> now you've got regenerative braking right. with a paddle on the steering wheel. Like so you never Hammond. have to touch the brakes. Really. <laughs> yeah. yeah, nice. Um, <laughs> maybe you should have raced a bolt up the whole yeah, exactly. Hold on, Max Pat. <laughs> yeah, right? What is going on with this email Dude, that looks, was sent you, to me three days ago? And it's just a lot a of emails. <laughs> it's, like, it, it's, it's, it's not two weeks old. It's it's just like it's four days old or three days old, and it's it's just read all the I'm car related anything. Clicking every single email that you have, you get a lot of emails. No, I'm, but I'm these, are, these will be titled just just vintage car. Ace, I'm looking at the magazine ones only. Right, uh, I'll I'm, just I'm, take I'm my three days back. Right, I don't well. get that many that say, like, vintage car. <laughs> don't click Meekum Auto Auctions. All right? That's a <laughs> right. vintage, just like a vintage car magazine. What I'm saying, Matt, is I do have a lot of emails, but I don't have 50 that are vintage car magazines or vintage events there's there's a couple like me not arguing with you all right i'm just i'm reporting what i'm gonna get my phone i'm gonna tell you guys about geico while you go dig that up uh geico look everybody's got a to-do list you know you're dropping off the dry cleaning you're picking up some milk and now you can add saving hundreds of dollars on car insurance to that list you don't have to drop off or pick up anything you just go to geico.com and in 15 minutes you could be saving 15 percent or more on car insurance so if you need some extra money in your pocket you got to get some car parts some gas whatever I found this it. is the most rewarding to do you can do today. Go to Geico.com. It's super confusing. You got it? Yeah, it's labeled. Uh, it's from Casey Annis, Vintage Racer, Vintage Road Car News is what it is. And now I'm looking, and it took a while. Um, I'm looking at the car, and i got to figure out how to. You keep clicking. I see you tapping. Nothing happens. Nothing happens. All right. Now, can you see? Can you zoom in? Click can click here. You, what is it? 
Oh, and I just clicked there. Oh, there you go. <laughs> now you'll see the car. Now, Max Pat, you got to get my <laughs> phone and like plug it into the <laughs> the thing. Yeah, um, yeah, I'll put it up. <clears throat> <laughs> All right, I'll, it'll it'll reboot. You put it up, and we'll and we'll. Oh, 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 oh. I don't know. I don't know what happened now. Um, all right. Uh oh. This computer. We we need net neutrality. Um, <laughs> we do. <laughs> all right. <laughs> That's the problem. So do you, do you see this car? I do. Yes. Oh, here we go. Interesting. Right? That's a deep cut, man. That is. Ooh. Hold on. That's the kind of thing I have to say twice. That's a deep cut, man. <laughs> that I, is a I'll deep. I'll pick it up what you're throwing cut. down. You know, I haven't seen this. I, I feel it's like I've seen though. most cars it's at Pebble Beach, gorgeous, but I've not isn't seen this it? car. Yeah. Wow. It kind of reminds me of that Alpina that we're not getting, that they're just now releasing. Oh, yes. All right, give that Max Pad, Oof, get that thing, pretty. put it up, and find that car. Somebody, I'm going to find it. Somebody, I'm going to find it. It doesn't have a name. It's right. It's it's vintage Casey Annis and vintage Vintageracecar.com was the photo. All right. See that. So now we need to find it. I have a uh, ATS... 2500 GTS Coupe by Alamano. Does that sound well, right? Show you got to show us the show picture, the and picture. then we'll, we'll tell you what it is. Yeah, but it is here. a beautiful yeah, 60s Italian car. That, that's, that's it. it. That's the, that's now the we're looking at it. Yeah. Now, what is it? It's. I think it has a Bizzarini V8 mid-engine, <laughs> like all like downdraft, like yeah. aluminum block. Really? Like it's a crazy cool. We need God, the research, I think, Chris. I think they made you know 20 of them or something. That's probably a lot for that car. Gorgeous! Isn't it a yeah. great shape, it's though? Beautiful, gorgeous. I uh, we'll put it up at uh, carcastshow.com. And so, tell us what the car is again, or what you know about it, uh, Chris. Please. Well, um, what I did was I'm just uh, finding out the file name, and it says 1964 ATS 2500 GTS Coupe by Alamano. Hmm. Well, look up a little something on that car, and we'll figure out who powered it and all that kind of stuff. But it's a really cool. Piece, I guess it's probably what I love. It's a twenty five hundred V eight. You know, it's like and I haven't heard small. of Alamano. Is that? I don't know. Do I, no, I feel I like Pizzerini's going to get involved with this conversation or Lamborghini yeah. or something. So this was sixty four, and this was some sort of thing before somebody went to Lamborghini in sixty five and mm. basically mm. made the first yeah made Lamborghini. Thank you. But this thing is so cool because it's mid-engine, and it's very sleek, and it's very 60s, yeah. and it's very yeah. European, and it's just a great look. I knew exactly what you were talking about the whole time. <laughs> so sure. no one here has seen that car before. <laughs> no, huh? no. It's, they're it's, very rare. Yeah, Paul, sure. 52. Matt, here's your time to assert your will and go, oh, that thing. Yeah. yeah. I know those well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Totally know that. Paul, yeah. 52, Ohio? Yes. What's going on? Uh, yeah, I, I sent you guys pictures about my uh, accident on turning left on a red. So I advocate that everyone drives through left turn arrows to turn yeah. left on a red. Guy in a tractor cool. did it today in front of me on the way here. You're driving a Cadillac that looks pretty well smashed up in the front end. Yeah, it was a 2011 DeVille. What? I love that car. What happened, Paul? Okay, so I, I turn left on a red, and okay. I'm turning left onto a four-lane road. And uh, this guy comes up behind me, comes right up behind me, darts off into the right-hand lane, comes back over, cuts me off, slams on his brakes, comes to a complete stop, and I slam into him going about 35 miles an hour. Wait a minute. So he was coming from where? As you were turning left, where was he? He's coming from behind. He goes to the right lane, goes around, and comes in front and stops? 
Yep. Cut, I mean, literally cut me off, comes to a complete stop, and I slam into him. And then when you get I out, have no, I, you get I have out no of idea car, where he came from. Okay, what do you say? When What does he say when you guys get out of the car? Well, when I got out, well, first of all, I, I veered off into the right-hand lane to get out of traffic. You know, if it steers, it clears. You know, yeah, thank one you. Of thank your, you. Here you know, <laughs> Here okay, well, he, yeah. he, he followed suit and came, you know, pulled up in front of me. And I got out of my car, and I'm just livid. I, I went up to him, and I'm just berating him and asking him what the fuck his problem was. And the first thing out of his mouth was, why did you hit me? I said, are you kidding me? He goes, yeah, I just, I just realized I was speeding and slowed down a little bit, and you crashed into me. Oh, so he admitted uh, of, of slamming on the brakes, though. Am so I, am no, I, he's no, already no, no, justifying he, his no. move. No, he didn't. He didn't admit to to slamming on his brakes. He admitted to slowing down. But he it, didn't tell the cops that. Am, am he I, told the cops, yeah, th- that he was just in that lane. I came up and just slammed into him for no reason. It, I get cited for unassured clear distance, and that beautiful car that only had thirty three thousand miles on it is now totaled. Is, is let me just again figure this one out. Did he drove around you yes, from the right lane and me. slid in front of you? And did this have anything to do with you blowing through the left turn arrow? I, I, I'm assuming he he was pissed off about it, but he never said that to me. Hmm. And it's a good thing he didn't because I was ready to jerk him out of that car and just beat his ass right there on that road. Did did the cops say anything about the arrow, and did he say anything to the cops about the arrow? No, he never said anything. All he told the cops was he was proceeding down this four-lane road, mm-hmm. and I came up and just slammed into him All right. for no reason. All right, Paul. Now, there's no, there's, yes. there's no intersection. Mm-hmm. There's no you. railroad tracks, nothing. Paul, all right, here's what I'm going to say. The same thing I would say to my son if he was beat up by a little African-American boy, which is... You cannot turn your back on this community. You must keep turning left through arrows. Don't let this one incident, don't let the one near-fatal incident stop you. It'd be unfair to to judge all the other arrows and other intersections by the actions of one bad apple. That's right. Do you see what I'm saying, Paul? I I understand, and I'm not going to stop doing that. Good. I'm, I'm assuming this is what happens when you get some idiot who just thinks that what I did was wrong, and you're, you know, to justify what you did, I'm going to show you. You're a hero, Paul, from Ohio. I advocate everyone drive those arrows. I still can't figure out what's in it for the guy. I've gotten the person that's honked at me, like, you're a madman. Like, what are you doing? I'm like, hey, puss, there are no cars. There's zero cars. So I'm just getting on. I'm getting on with my goddamn life. That's what I'm doing. It's Sunday, and the arrow's red, and there's no cars coming. So I'm just, I'm driving. I'm not 100% confident that one, one thing is involved with the other. You going through the left arrow doesn't necessarily mean that he was mad and he pulled this move. That's a I, very I, common insurance move. Yes. And the guy, because otherwise, he, why wouldn't he just be like, he ran an arrow and slammed sure, right. into me. You like, think, he would have yeah. come up with everything. No, he could have just pulled his common move. Common insurance move, stop yeah. short. It's always the fault of the person behind you. And what a way to do it than when you're turning left. I, I, mm-hmm. I forgot what that move is called, but like when you get your insurance packet, there's like a it's it's called diagram. the uninsured Mexican. I'm sorry <laughs> the show has taken a turn for the racial. <laughs> Todd Deacon and Paul Schmucker, Everyday Driver is the name of the show. Did you find out anything about this car? Yes. So it's called the ATS 2500 GT. 
Uh, ATS Automobili Turismo eSport. It's an oh, Italy. So Italian there company. we go. So sexy. Designed by uh, Franco Scaglioni. Scaglioni. Oh, I love that guy. And then engineered by Carlo Chidi and uh, Bizzarini. Giotto Bizzarini. All right. Bizzarini. So wow, how do we know Only 12 produced. Only 12. 63 to 65. God, and it's, you'll never see them at auction. You'll never see them anywhere. Say, but I gotta believe those things are ten million one, plus. Um, uh, from I looked up, Arm Sotheby's had one in '09 in London and sold for three hundred eight thousand euros, which is about three sixty three dollars. Okay, okay. That's, that's less than I would think of. Yeah, but two, but it's still a kajillion times more now. Yeah, '09, yeah, that was yeah. coming on ten years ago. That is pretty, that pretty cool looking. gorgeous, right? Yeah, so European. All right. Uh, now I'm a little disappointed you brought it up now. Now. Engine. What's the engine? I think I knew Pizzerino was in there somewhere. I think it's a V8. All right. I'll tell you about uh, us. Uh, Corolla drinks. Say hi to Lynette over there. Lots of specials, live podcasts, and movies, and all that stuff everywhere. Merch and everything else. Just go to uh, AdamCorolla.com or you check out our website, CarCastShow.com. And for Todd and Paul, you check out Everyday Driver, the uh, podcast, uh, Tuesdays and Fridays and Podcast One. And then uh, you check out uh, Velocity, January 6th and watch uh, season. It's a, yeah, it's a 2.5 liter. I got that for the 2,500. V8, 220 uh, horsepower. I love that. And it's got downdraft like whoever's on there. It's yeah. probably aluminum 2.5 liter V8. I love yeah. that. 220 horsepower. That's, That's great. That's yeah. solid. It's a 90 degree from, V8. From, from, from 1963. Okay. Cool, cool. It's like almost making 100 a, uh, a liter. Yeah. yeah. All right. That's cool. So until next time, Adam for Todd and Paul and Matt saying keep the air in the spare and the bag in the wheel. For the latest updates and call-in times, follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at CarCast Show. If you'd like to write in, fill out the form on CarCastShow.com. And don't forget to give us a nice rating on iTunes. CarCast is a Corolla digital production and is produced by Chris Loxamana. For more information, visit CarCastShow.com. CarCast Show.